Well, it's May. May is finally here, and May is the month of Mary, and this Sunday is also Good Shepherd Sunday, and we know that Mary had a little lamb. So let us ask for Mary's intercession in this homily as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I'd like to read to you a quote I read in a book called Waking the Dead by John Eldridge, and it's by a gentleman named William Garnall. And the quote says, It is the image of God reflected in you that so enrages hell. It is this at which the demons hurl their mightiest weapons. I'm just going to read that again. It is the image of God reflected in you that so enrages hell. It is this at which the demons hurl their mightiest weapons. You know, sometimes I think we forget that we are at war. We're at war and the devil hates you and Jesus loves you infinitely. And until we come to terms with the fact that we are in a war, we're probably not going to understand 90% of what is happening around us and majority of what it means for Jesus to be the good shepherd. You know, thieves and robbers, Jesus talks about thieves and robbers in our gospel today, leave people with less than when they found them. And God, the opposite, the good shepherd, he leaves us with more. You know, he knows us by name and he calls us by our name because he loves us and he wants us to be free he wants us to know joy. He wants us to know peace. And you know that people that have been touched by the voice of God, have been touched by the person of God, the simple fact is they live differently. There's something different about them. Someone who says, I know God. Oh yeah, Jesus is cool, whatever. And they live a heretical life. They, they Honestly, they, they must not know him because that would make no sense. Because people that have been touched by God, live differently because they understand that they are made in God's image and likeness and that enrages hell. And it makes the demons throw their, their mightiest weapons at us. And some people are being bombarded with that. And Jesus said, I want them to have life. But not just life, but have it more abundantly. You know, and how's that going for you right now in your quarantine, in your safer at home initiative? You know, I fear that people that struggle with suicide, people that are depressed, mental disorders, even just people that are not believers in the Lord, they're struggling. But Jesus, by giving up his life, he promises his followers a better life, a complete life, a life of absolute freedom and fulfillment. And for those who know Matthew 7:14, Jesus says, narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So we have to know that, as our culture says, you know, if you follow Jesus, you're going to be restricted of your freedoms. But actually, Jesus actually enables our freedoms. And the world thinks that freedom means freedom from high taxes, freedom from oppression. When true freedom is really freedom for like truly loving others and being an authentically good friend for being a saint, for being truly happy. And freedom allows us to seek those things which we're made for, you know, the, the truest sense of happiness on earth before we get to heaven. And uh, just 
a, a brief note, like this past week I've had, I had two of my nephews here and they, they love playing with trains. They're one and three years old and they're always talking about the tracks, the train tracks. And as I was just meditating on it, you know, I just, you just notice how trains run really well when they're on the tracks because they're made for the tracks. Trains don't run well when they're off the tracks because they're not doing what they're made for. They're made to be on the tracks. Same, and same for you and I. We don't run well apart from God because our hearts are made for something bigger. And every person wants to be greater than what he is or she is. And following Christ's example, following his voice, will allow you to be that inner saint, that person in the depths of your heart that you know you truly want to be. And if we truly know that Jesus is the good shepherd, because anybody in the Old Testament, when they heard the word shepherd, they would have known this. And when Jesus says, I am him, I am he, we have to ask ourselves, how are we like the sheep? Because sheep are dumb. You and I can be dumb. Let's just be honest. We can do a lot of really stupid things, and sheep don't have any really natural defenses, and they are easy targets for predators. And look at, look at how quickly you and I fall into sin and temptation. But the one thing they do do is they rely completely on the shepherd's care and his protection. You know, they're not smart and are given to herd mentality, and I'm going to talk about herd mentality in a second here, but sheep tend to follow each other blindly. They don't think. Man, do they not think. And sometimes we do that too and we fall into some bad habits. You know, not thinking about where they're going and the dangers that might be awaiting them. There's a doctor named Dr. James Dobson and he writes this. I observed this herd instinct a few years ago in a documentary on television. It was filmed in a packing house where sheep were being slaughtered for the meat market. Huddled in pens outside were hundreds of nervous animals. They seemed to sense danger in their unfamiliar surroundings. Then a gate was opened that led up a ramp through a door to the right. In order to get the sheep to walk up the ramp, the handlers used what is known as a Judas goat. This is a goat that has been trained to lead the sheep into the slaughterhouse. The goat did his job very efficiently. He confidently walked to the bottom of the ramp and looked back. Then he took a few more steps and stopped again. The sheep looked at each other skittishly and then began moving toward the ramp. Eventually they followed the confident goat to the top where he went through the gate to the left, but they were forced to turn to the right and went to their deaths. It was a dramatic illustration of unthinking herd behavior and the deadly consequences it often brings. You know, you and I have these things called idols. I guess you call them Judas goats in our lives and they lead us to death. They lead us to death and that's what the devil wants, but he'd rather see you tortured then die quickly. And I fear that some of us are forgetting that we are at war. And we forget that there's no escaping this war. I'm sorry, there's not any escaping this war. And Jesus, the Good Shepherd, wants to save you and keep you safe. 
but you have to surrender and put yourself under his protection. Say, I'm not going to follow those Judas goats anymore. The Mass is a declaration of, of war and a victory. So even when we pray the words, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, or another word is Lord God of armies, we're declaring a warrior God over sin and death, over the thieves and robbers that want to claim and destroy you. Because a thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And we have to go through him because he is the gate and he will keep us safe. And his sheep recognize his voice and they don't follow strangers. But if we are following these Judas goats, we will follow a lot of strange things and a lot of strange people. And before we know it, we become a thief and we become a robber and we lead others to become Judas goats instead of the sheep that Christ calls us to be. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to pray a prayer called a prayer of surrender to the Good Shepherd. I'm just going to ask you to echo this prayer in your heart and ask to be placed under the protection of the Good Shepherd who is at war for your soul every day because he loves you that much. So maybe you can just place your hand on your heart and pray with me. God the Father, I humbly ask for the blood of Jesus Christ, your Son and my Savior, to cleanse me from all of my sins that I have confessed and renounced in my life, to cleanse my spirit, my soul, and my mind, my emotions, and every part of my body which has been affected by my sins. I also ask that by the grace of Jesus Christ and the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, every cell of my body come into divine order right now and to be healed and made whole as they were designed to by my loving Creator, including restoring all chemical imbalances, all neurological functions, controlling all cancerous cells, and reversing all degenerative diseases. I take to myself the whole armor of God in accordance with Ephesians chapter 6 and rejoice in its protection as Jesus surrounds me and fills me with his Holy Spirit. I enthrone thee, Lord Jesus, in my heart, for you are my Lord and my Savior, the source of eternal life. Thank you, God the Father, for your mercy, your forgiveness, and your love. And I make this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that you have a reawakening that we are at war. And until we come to terms with the fact that we are in a war, we will not understand 90% of what is going around us and everything of what it means for Jesus 
to be the good shepherd. He loves you so much. And he wants you to know his name. He wants you to know his presence. And he wants you to stop following those Judas goats. Because Jesus seeks to teach us that like sheep we are easy to pray and swiftly led astray. So will you choose to follow the good shepherd who sacrificed his life for you or not? Amen.